I want to welcome you to the second episode of the PTFL podcast, and I'm your commish, Trent. I'm here with a very special guest. I told you uh, last night that we would be interviewing one of our GMs, and I am joined today by the reigning PTFL champion uh, general manager, Michael Johnvin, general manager of the Cincinnati Bengals. So, hey, how are you doing? How's it going, Trent? Glad to be here. Yeah, man, I'm excited to pick your brain on a couple things. Uh, let's just let's just start by uh, talking about what a crazy year last year was. Uh, you know, you took over a, a team midseason that had gone 12 and one and and uh, won a, a Super Bowl the year prior. So you were stepping into a Ferrari, um, <laughs> but you know, you made some deals at the deadline and uh, just kind of talk us through what happened last year. That was that was crazy. Well, basically, I was uh, I was already in the league as a co-GM with my brother Travis over in uh, New York, and uh, <clears throat> I end up basically one morning just getting a text from one of the league managers. I think it might even been you, Trent, uh, basically saying that there was a team up for availability. Look up, look over Cincinnati, and then I, my immediate reaction was, "Wow, you know, Cincinnati, <laughs> like they were, they were a good team last year, you know." <clears throat> yeah. And obviously, you know, champions and. Uh, end up looking them over, end up, you know, taking over the team. <clears throat> and uh, I didn't have a lot of time to uh, decide what I was going to do there because it was literally, uh, I think, the Thursday before trade deadline, which was like 6 o'clock on Friday or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think you had less than 24 hours. Yeah, so I had I had a little work to do to decide, you know, was I going to make a push this year? Was I going to ride it out and just see what happens? Because I feel like at that point you were right on the fringe. Yeah, Um yeah, yeah, you won. You won the West Division, uh, but it was a uh, three-way tie. Yeah, uh, I think between both the Raiders were, uh, and the Steelers division also. Yeah, so it was uh, it was crazy. I remember you you uh, you acquired Todd Gurley, if I remember. Uh, Todd Gurley and uh, Julio Jones. And Julio Jones for me. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. I um man, and I just I remember thinking to myself. Um, when you, when you got the team, I was like, man, he's taking over a good team, but it may be time for them to tear it down. And it's crazy to, to think that because I mean, the team, you were kind of on the fringe, you were not dominating really at all. Um, but then you, you made those moves and I remember even questioning it, like, oh man, he's making a push. He's really, he's going for it here. And, and you didn't look back, man. You, you stormed into the playoffs. Uh, I'm looking here at the playoffs last week and, and you or sorry, last year and you uh man in the first round you you outscored every other team by twenty two points. You get to the week two, the only team that would have beat you, uh you put up um you put up more points in round two than you did in round one. And the only team that would have beat you in round two is the Panthers. And they kinda had an outlier week. They peaked one week too early. They uh they were in the eighties in the first round. They peaked at uh, 140 in the second round, and then they went back into the 80s um, in round in the championship. And so, uh, man, dude, congratulations! Um, that was awesome to see. You know, you made the push, and and I was like, man, he's he's going for it. I don't know if I would have done that, but it it worked, and flags fly forever. So that is really cool, man. Thanks, appreciate that. I think I ended up playing Dallas the following week, correct? Um, yes. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to try to pump up Dallas at all, but I was terrified going into that game. Yeah, yeah. They scored 114, but you beat them by almost 
16, 17 points, man. Yep. Well, they were so good all year. Yeah. Yeah, man, and that's what's awesome about this league. You know, we've seen we've seen uh, the wild card team win this uh, this league, um, or a wild card team win this league almost every year, but one, and it's just been crazy. Um, you just gotta you just gotta make it into the dance and see what happens. And uh, I do think there is something to be said about winning your division and having pride in that. Uh, because I think I think man, that's what I love about my division specifically is I've just got five solid teams with great owners who are who are really uh, making good good trades and good deals in them. It, it's also important to remember uh, this year that winning your division uh, is even more important because division winners are going to get a first round bye, and that hasn't happened yet. We've expanded our playoffs, and so man, as you just look forward to this year, do you think that there is that pressure to to win your division, or are you okay trying to just make the playoffs? See, I've always thought that uh, the bye weeks were hard because I'm sure you get that week off to recuperate. Like, I mean, it's fancy, so it's a little different. But you still get that, you know, that time to sit back. You're, you know, you're good. You're gonna move on. But then you get that team with the momentum coming at you. Yeah, yeah. And that's where you get a little troublesome. Uh, for instance, even, you know, me last year, like you said, I kind of, you know, I got into playoffs and never looked back, you know. Yeah, yeah, man, it, it can be unnerving for sure uh, to, to be on the other side of that and playing the team that just snuck in but is, is hot lately. Well, uh, let, me, let me switch uh, gears here and, and ask you about your offseason, man. How, how was your offseason in real life, not just fantasy? What, were, what was probably your favorite thing you did on the, on the break? Uh, this offseason, I actually took the opportunity to start up a new hobby. I uh, took up golfing a little bit. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's uh, really enjoyable, and especially I live up in northern Wisconsin, so, I mean, it's gorgeous up here year-round pretty much. I mean, minus, like, snow, you know. But uh, It's hard to see a white ball in the snow. Yeah, right, 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 right. And uh, so, I mean, golfing is just something that, you know, you can enjoy every season in, you know. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoy playing some golf. I'm I'm a, not too great, but uh, I've actually really gotten into disc golf because it's free and I'm poor. Yeah, right. So. I feel that one. Yeah, but man, uh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself doing that, and definitely a hobby you can play for the rest of your life. Um, and, and it was a hobby that uh, the pandemic didn't ruin. That's right, man. Social distancing. You can get dude out there on the links. That's for sure. Well, let me ask you. Uh, that was off the off the field, but uh, what what was your favorite thing you did in the off season, fantasy wise? Um. Just being able to actually have a full off season of my own, yeah. actually, uh, being able to do my own draft, which was a little bit intimidating, actually, uh, <clears throat> going through free agency, uh, not making a lot of moves in free agency, but being confident to make the moves, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, man, it can be it can be unnerving to to place your bids when you're not sure kind of what people are worth, you know. Oh man, uh, I'm. I think one of your biggest acquisitions this offseason was uh, not a, in a trade or a sign. It was through the draft, man. You, you, you got your quarterback in Joe Burrow, and, and I know you were really excited about that. So how did you feel about your draft overall? Um, overall, I think the draft went uh, a little less than I would have expected, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, I didn't really expect to go tight end with uh, my Asi Asi choice. Yeah, man, and, and at, at that point when you made that uh, that pick, 
what were you kind of considering? Is that just that you, you had to go with the value that was there or was it really drafting from a need? Um, it was more looking toward the future. Gotcha. Uh, not trying to predict anything or jump the gun on anything, but I do have George Kittle on a franchise tag this year. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Should it happen to where I need to lose him at some point, whether it be this offseason or the next, I'm going to need somebody to fill those shoes, and they're pretty big shoes to fill. Gotcha. He's a stud. And, uh, oh, yeah. no doubt. But, but he can come with a price tag, that's for sure. And so, yeah, just smart pick there, you know, trying to, um, to build towards that future. Did you have any other selections, or was there your two selections? Uh, let me think back here. Oh, I ended up getting uh, Courtney Davis. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, you got uh, Courtney Davis as uh, your compensation pick. Yep. Uh, last uh, pick. I was reading up on him kind of last minute, actually, before I took him. Uh, yeah. He he had a lot of hype for being uh, a low-name low, low name receiver, actually. Basically, <clears throat> they were saying that uh, Minnesota's receiver core was so wide open, minus Adam Thielen and uh, Justin yeah. Jefferson, that it was really anybody's ball game. Yeah, and just stalk, well stalk and see if anything sticks, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you're that late, it's it's kind of, you know, you, you could find gold, but there's a lot of questionable choices around that area, you know? Yeah, man, I, I'd have to look through. That could be a whole other podcast in and of itself, but I, I've seen some gems uh, in late rounds in this league. I know, um, I know uh, Dak Prescott was a really late pick in this league. Um, I, I've seen several others that were uh, – either late seconds or early third round picks that have uh, really gone off in this league and been valuable. All right, man. The next question I have for you is, is uh, football starting up tonight? Uh, what matchups are you most excited about for week one? In our league, I'm actually uh, really excited for the, uh, the Giants and Packers matchup. Yeah. That's a yeah. couple of, couple of big level teams. They're going to be both ready to come to play. I know that if I know anything of my uh, brother, the Giants owner there. He, yeah, man. Well, he didn't take any opponent lately. Let's say that. Yeah. And then uh, the Packers are another great team. Uh, more ways than one, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, uh, I, I really think the Packers and the Cowboys are kind of um, in, in a league of their own at this point. And I don't want to overhype them, but, I, man, I just feel like – when I look at the statistics, I look at the projections, those two teams kind of stand out as like teams that something would terribly have to go wrong with injuries, I think, for them to not just blow through the league. Um, uh, playoffs are anyone's game, you know, because we, we've seen that happen year after year. But uh, I really like the Cowboys and I really like the Packers. Um, not – you know, dissing the Giants by any means. I think they'll take a step back from where they were last year with that that record. Um, they've got a tough schedule. Um, when I look at the um, projected points against, the Giants have the third hardest schedule in the league. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough road for them. But, man, I am looking forward to that, that matchup between those two teams. Um, and, and, man, as someone who's in their division, I'm trying to figure out who I'm rooting for. I may, may be rooting for the Giants if I think the Packers are – the better team long-term. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, it's going to be a good matchup to watch it. Any other matchups you got your eye on? I think the, uh, the Titans bears will be a solid one. It's going to be kind yeah. of a under the radar sleeper sleeper matchup. Yeah. That, that, that would be a good one too. Uh, when I was doing my write-up for the, the week weekly preview, 
um, I did two other matchups as the featured matchups. And when I got to that one, I was towards the end and I was like, man, I got to put this up at the top. This is, this is a featured matchup for me this week. It's really interesting to watch for sure. Um, I mean, the Titans are just a team that I really like, but they're, they're in a, probably the hardest division in the league. I mean, you've got the Giants, the Packers, the Texans, and the Titans, and then the Ravens have uh, made some improvements this offseason too. Brand and, new uh, team, in fact, chip on the shoulder. And, and yeah, true. And, in fact, he just acquired Cam Newton today. So I'm like, gosh, the division gets tougher. You know, no one's going to just roll over in that division. You look on the schedule and nothing's easy. Well, man, I uh, – I appreciate you giving me some insight uh, into your what you're looking forward to for this week in fantasy. Uh, is there any like real life NFL games that you're just really stoked to watch? Well, I, I mean, I'm a Packers fan, so obviously Packers Vikings is going to be a matchup to watch. Definitely. Um, but I think a matchup that people should keep an eye on this week is the Browns and Ravens. Oh, I yeah. think the Browns come out with something to prove this year, and they might uh, they might put a little dagger right in the Ravens right in the week one. Man, that'd be crazy. He's calling the upset, folks. That'd be. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it's tough. It's it's a tough upset to call, but the Browns yeah. are going to come out hungry this year. I think. Man, that'd be awesome. You think Odell is uh, going to be back to kind of close to himself? I think honestly, last year it all wrote, wrote on their coaching. I just don't think that team was disciplined enough. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I, trust I me, as a Cowboys fan, I know all about coaching. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm hoping, and I know you're probably not the highest on Mike McCarthy, but this is not a non-fantasy podcast anyways. But I'm hoping uh, he'll get more out of the guys than the previous regime. McCarthy, McCarthy's a solid coach. He just uh, he wasn't changing. He wasn't evolving his offense, I think. Yeah, and, I, and I'm hoping that that wake-up call getting canned uh, – you know, he, he has done a lot to to change, I guess, in the in the off season that he or the whole season off he had and then talking with Kellen Moore. Uh letting Kellen Moore call the plays was huge for him because he didn't do that in in Green Bay. Um I think I think he's adjusting. I think he's growing and I'm excited to see future for the Cowboys. Man, let me ask you one more fantasy question and I'll let you go. Man, the new rivalry week this this year. Uh just kind of talk about your matchup, how it all came about, and uh, just kind of what you're looking forward to for Week 12. I will be playing uh, Brett oh, in uh, Carolina. Nice. They, uh, it was kind of interesting. He was, I was actually the second callout on the list, and uh, I kind of had a feeling, um, you know, being champ and all, I thought there'd be a few, few dogs after, after me, you know. Yeah, for sure. Target on your back. Yep. Yep, and uh, when Brett called me out, I, I actually I was excited for it. Uh, I think I think our, our rivalry kind of stemmed from last year, obviously with the whole championship win and all. <laughs> yeah, and, man. Uh, beating him on route to that championship win, uh, I think he had a lot riding on last season. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he when, did. Yeah. When he when he lost that game, I think he might have hit the panic button a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there is a rivalry there for sure, you know, uh, and and uh, there's no love lost, so it'll be a good one. And it's really cool that rivalry week will be the final week of the regular season, so right, playoff implications. Build up to it, you know? Yeah, playoff implications will be there, man. Well, I'm so glad to have you uh, as part of this podcast, first guest. You're the you're the champ. 
So you got first dibs at uh, being a guest, man. I enjoyed our conversation. Looking forward to this this year, and um, I'm really excited to to watch your Bengals, man. Especially since you're not in my division. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thanks for the invite. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this season, first full season. Awesome, man. Well, you take care. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining us for episode two. Thanks to Michael for joining us, and good luck to his Bengals this year. Good luck to all of you as we see kickoff tonight. I am so excited for football. It is finally here.